If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you are listening to this, that's right. If you're listening to that right now, you have until Thursday night, November 2nd, to check out our digital worldwide experience on Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. It was a lot of fun. It was a big honking show talking all about Jason, all those kills that you know and love. And where is the corkscrew? And of course, an after party Q&A where we answer questions from our dear patrons, Instagram users, Twitter, what have you. It was a ton of fun and you're going to want to check it out before it's gone for good. This Thursday night, this Thursday night, it's going away November 2nd. You have until the, the witching hour of November 2nd. So head to moment.co slash we hate movies moment.co slash we hate movies because after thursday night it's gone you 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 missed your chance it's chained to the bottom of crystal lake and you'll never get a chance to experience it moment.co slash we hate movies What's going on, everybody? Welcome to On Screen Live. This is our show for Monday, October the 30th. My name is Andrew Jupin, and uh, we got a lot to get to today, so let's get right into it with our birthdays. First up, total, total legend, Henry Winkler, turning 78 today. Happy birthday to the Fonz himself, Principal Himbry from uh, Scream, of course. Uh, let's see who else we got. Uh, funny man, Kevin Pollack. He turned 65 today. I wonder if uh, Al Pacino and Christopher Walken are also wishing him a happy birthday. Uh, let's see. Former professional wrestler and sometimes actor Edge, a.k.a. Adam Copeland. Here's a fancy, uh, handsome photo of him. Turns 50 today, the big 5-0. And, of course, the great Nia Long turning 53 today. Happy birthday to all of them. Bring in some dudes here who are also ready to... Uh, celebrate the spooktacular season with me or i guess rather have been celebrating the spooktacular season uh for a bit here first up eric siska yes oh we celebrated big time in this house yeah yeah Any, anything anything big well you exhume some bodies bring them over prop, <laughs> uh-huh. them, prop them up you know, sure sure you gotta do stuff. it dude. Yeah, you're getting like outside in the cemetery and everything it's you know good. fresh it's air good it's weight and cardio <laughs> and of course you know him you love him his triumphant return back to on-screen live mr steven sadak 
Yeah, no, I, I have deodorant now, so I can come back. Um, yes. I'm glad yes. that issue was taken care of. It was of. so bad, we could smell it through the camera. Mm-hmm. So Is that I, the idea? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, now it's fixed, so we don't need to talk about it anymore. We don't need to be worried about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... Oh, you got the, the stink lines and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big hello out there to folks in the chat. Kyle Eikenberry, Prestonian, Eddie Failson. Captain McClutch, Slime Siren. That's a good one. That sounds like a, that's a real sloppy name. Right I'm going to be fucking ringing that tonight, right? Because, you know, it's Devil's <laughs> Night, which, Steve, right. you know what that is. My new favorite holiday. <laughs> we get the slime out on Devil's Night. Oh, man. Yes. You got any Devil's Night plans, dude? Well, Eric, you're, you're going waltzing through the tombstones. That's what right. about you, Steve? Uh, no. I, you know, I might hopefully get a drink at a bar that might be something to do so how's that different from every day um it's not but it'll be i imagine they'll be playing a a halloween movie (laughs) it's kind of of on them to bring the halloween atmosphere i'm bringing my drunken self right exactly Mm -hmm. uh and and eric as far as your everyday question steve and i were literally at a bar yesterday Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. so you know keeping the streak alive steve maybe i'll go out drinking tonight too look at you guys (laughs) Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, a lot of uh, spooky horror recommendations coming. We're going to talk the new Scorsese. We also have on screen live's first ever guest. Ooh. It's very exciting. We're going to get to that uh, at the end of the hour here. But first up, wild, surprising week at the box office. We'll talk all about it in a, sal- in a segment we like to call Highest Gross. So, like, as happens, like, we take a week off from On Screen Live. Last week, of course, we were doing the uh, the mailbag instead, you know. And we take one week off. These movies are shifting all over the place. My fucking, my, my Paw Patrol friends aren't even in the top five <laughs> Oh, anymore. my God. Oh, no. What the yeah, hell? They put down, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. no. Yeah, that's they, 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 nobody adopted them after a week. So, yep. Yeah, that's how it goes. It's like you either get adopted or you be this fucking dog police officer or you will get put down. They laid them down on their favorite blanket and then they administered something to numb them a bit. And then the IV went in and. Right. Yeah. Well, that's how they make them talk. That's how you make a (laughs) talk. It's all like man's best friend with Lance Henriksen. They're pissing acid on on Paw Patrol, I feel. Um, Anyway. Oh, then every, they, they yes. call it the gold watch. Like, oh, no, when you retire, you get a gold watch. It's like, mm-hmm. yes. oh, I can't wait to get my gold watch. No, just lay down here. and we'll, This will be <laughs> yep. easier for you to get your gold watch. You know what I mean? And then it's just. Eventually. Your gold watch is more comfortable if you lay down on this blanket. Yeah, the gold watch <laughs> is at a farm up in the country. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, a movie I wish was fucking put up into the country farm and never heard from again, Exorcist Believer. The Body in the Blood. The Body in the Blood. The blood. That's a movie quote, I guess, right? It sure is. It's nice. the it's the fucking tagline on the poster. Yeah. Oh, she, but I didn't know it was in that tone. A Unitarian's wet dream, that exorcist fucking believer. It sucks. It sucks so that, much. It's too. so weird that they did that because, you know, you have Catholicism, the actual religion, the real one. The one true for sure. And then you make then you have like all these all these clowns come in. <laughs> <this one. laughs> Exactly. Except These heretics. The Jews don't get don't get their fair shake. Uh, I don't even think the, not even and the Muslims not so much. But it's just any other version of like 
uh, r- rough Christianity or Christy. Exactly. It's got to be Christy. Yeah, got to be on the Christy side of the other yeah. street. The street. Yes, and uh, yeah, this whole like hands across America, we're gonna exercise these two girls at the end of that movie is one of. If you think of, in terms of like the exorcism scene in the first movie, is one of the yeah. most famous, best done, chilling scenes in cinema. Think the exact opposite for the exorcism yep. scene, Exorcist Believer. Uh, and anyway, I think people are slowly forgetting it here. Week four, three point one million dollars. Yeah. That'll be out of my hair soon. I made uh, more this weekend. <laughs> you and your dick were busy. Uh, <laughs> over a billion served. <laughs> uh, this next one, it's a total. I mean, I might as well play the fucking secret movie. Uh, theme song for this here. But from the people who brought you that Jim Caviezel child kidnapping movie comes after death. Oh, what the fuck a, is this? A new one on me, dude. It's uh, for our good folks, at, our friends at Angel Studios here. Uh-huh. $5.1 million. This is a documentary where scientists and other people talk about what's on the other side. Okay. At a certain point, doesn't this become sacrilegious to be like, I know what death is. Yeah. I kind of think so. Like you're going to be making the man upstairs sad. Yeah. Just Straight to hell. Straight so to hell. If Jim Caviezel was in the other one. Does that mean Dean Cain has to be in this one? Um, <laughs> well, this is, this. it's not a narrative. This is okay, like a, it. yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. talking head documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's going to have like the, my pillow guy. In it or <laughs> yeah. One time I totally OD'd on crack and this is what I fucking saw on the other side. <laughs> it's yeah. It's Donald Trump. And he opens up his big arms and he gives you a big old bear hug. And he's like, Thank you for serving me, kind soldier. <laughs> and all throughout heaven, all the clouds are made out of my pillars. <laughs> you don't have to sleep on a cloud when you could sleep on a my pillow. Oh, is that a crack vial? Oh, actually. <laughs> God damn. You should get back on it. He was probably a much nicer guy back then. Better hang for sure. Oh, absolutely. Just take a little just to take the edge off and exactly. enjoy it. Exactly. Like, just like do a little fucking toot and then be like, oh man, all that election denial stuff was garbage wow i sound like a real asshole on all those tv <laughs> interviews how embarrassing um fuck that guy but anyway so that's that movie who knows I, it doesn't appear to be the box office sensation that the uh sound of freedom was there but that's a uh, shame it really is steve it really <laughs> is because i wish nothing but the best for angel studios mm-hmm uh coming in third and its second week marty scorsese's killers of the flower moon uh, still doing so so nine million dollars. It's a sixty percent drop, which isn't great. Um, is, can I yeah. get this on Apple now? Is it streaming on Apple or is it not? It's, it's just straight. It's I think just, so. No, think, just just theaters only. Yeah, I went to see it second weekend to to help out. Good for yeah. you. I because I couldn't see it the first weekend. I was busy, but mm. doing your I'm part. helping out, dude. That part, I'm part of that percent. Part I love that. Percent. That's right. That's right. Um, all these people complaining about the intermission, like. I, I I get you, but there was an intermission people, with you guys. I no no, no no. There's there's not there's okay. not. That's the whole the point of the argument is oh, people are have complaining one. like it's a three and a half hour movie. Why is it around an intermission? That's up to Marty and Thelma. It's not up to these fucking theaters doing fake intermissions. Fuck that oh, shit. That's yeah. deplorable. That's, That's super deplorable. And I had at, no idea that that was a thing, and I don't think it needed it. I mean, I did go be once, but yeah, whatever. It's me too. Like as an adult, you know, you see the movies before. You're like, oh, what are we talking about? All right, I'm gonna. Seems like we're gonna get a little talky here, and I might be able to even come back to my wife. Like, what I miss, and then she's like, more horrible shit happened to the state of American community. <laughs> Got it. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, there is something to be said for like the majesty, the presentation of an intermission. You think like Larry of Arabia, two thousand one, like yep. those movies that had that, but it was like intended that way. If you're one of these indie theaters doing fake intermissions, fuck you. That's yep. awful. That's not your call. And I'm glad theaters are getting fined for it. I am. That's not the game, folks. And like, I know we live in this age of like, like it, watch it at home and pause it. Then wait. If you can't yes. sit yeah. or you don't want to miss. 60 to 90 seconds of a movie because you're going to the bathroom. That's fine, but don't make fake intermissions and don't fucking complain. I, I could also jerk off on Friday night at, at Freddy's at my house, but if I do it in the theater, <laughs> I get in a lot of trouble. Because, the, the, yep. because you know what? That the Steve Sadek intermission. <laughs> it, just, it comes out, he's going at it, and that's just the intermission. It's Turn Friday. the lights up, it's intermission. <laughs> <sighs> Nobody move, it's intermission, it's intermission. Yeah, the floor at Steve's house is sticky like a movie theater. Mm-hmm. You know, like you spilled, you spilled soda. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, more on that movie uh, a little later, of course. Uh, in at number two, Taylor still rocking it with the Eras Tour uh, concert doc here. Another 14.7 million. Now, check this out. That brings it to uh, 149 million US and $203 million globally. If it hits over 232 million globally, it beats that. Michael Jackson, This Is It concert documentary, which is the highest grossing one of all time. That was when it came out like right after he died. So all the ghouls were like, let's oh, go. She did I think as many records as we can take away from Michael Jackson is a good thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, sure, let's let's sure. get those off the board. <laughs> That's crazy that it did so well, well after his crimes were known. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, no. We, I, yeah. There's a large percentage of the world that's just like no. he's a genius. Dot dot dot. And then like you're like, but what? And then they won't answer the rest of it. They'll just say he's a genius. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he and he was, but also, but but, yeah. but also the fax machines. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> the fact, uh, I, I was at the uh, Alamo this weekend. I saw the killer. Uh-huh. Which nice. rules, which we'll talk about at some point when it comes up uh, in wide release. But uh, there were a lot of girls dressed up for the the Taylor Swift thing. It was kind of cool to see like a lot of the families, like like little uh-huh. kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Bringing you know like big parties, obviously. So like, no one dressed up for the killer. I did Dude, not. That's, I was like, oh, you you saw a lot of little girls dressed up with bucket hats and windbreakers <laughs> on. <laughs> it's a great Halloween costume. It's a little. It's unfortunate that the movie didn't come out in time because. It's going to be a great Halloween costume one day. Because it seems like it's an easy one, right? Yep. It's like find bucket hat, find windbreaker, find white khakis. You're yes. done. And a Hawaiian shirt. You're having a great time. Oh, Hawaiian shirt. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You can, you can find those. You can find a Hawaiian shirt. Just go to any fat guy store. They're right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> my, my local fats. Yeah, well, the big fat party animal warehouse, you know? But oh, I, yeah. And I can say this now. Now that Chris Cabin's gone... Mank, uh, he's done with his Mank sojourn, and David Fincher's back where I want him to be, baby. <laughs> nice, dude. Mm-hmm. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You hear that, Chris? Wherever you are, mm-hmm. no <laughs> mank for you. No mank too. <laughs> no manking off. Yeah. Um. And then so at number one, uh, we'll talk about it briefly in a bit. This but, is shocking. Uh, this is shocking. Shocking. Sh- I was bowled over by this. 
Five Nights at Freddy's. Okey the motion dokey. picture adaptation of the, I guess, popular video game series. I had no idea it was a video game series, but look at that number. million dollars. But it's, it, you know why? Because, and I don't know why we're just uh, uh, adverse to this. People want to watch horror movies the weekend before fucking Halloween. They yep. really do. And yep. I don't know why Saw came out a month ago. And I don't want know why, you know, I don't even know what. Uh, you know, Exorcist uh, Believer. Exorcist Believer came out at the beginning of the month. The Nun. You know what I mean? Like Paw Patrol. Yeah. Paw Patrol. One of these, <laughs> one of these guys should have been in that slot and fight and fight for it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I want to be the yeah. horror movie before Halloween. Oh no, yeah. I'm. They're right afraid to fight now. It's like, oh, yes. we can't, we can't put anything yeah. against anything. And but man, who would have thought Five Nights at Freddy's? I guess the kids would have thought who played this video game. It reminded me of uh, that Nick Cage movie that came out a few years ago. Yes. So I was just like, this has been done. I, I was, I'm shocked that this is a sensation. That Cage movie, by the way, uh, the name of it escapes me. I don't, I don't, I don't it's know. Willy's Wonderland. Yes. Yes. There right. it is. I watched that and it's like, it's another one. This is a plague that's going around. It is another, he's not talking in this movie. Oh. The whole movie is he's just like this silent character for the vast majority. I think he's got like, he says a word here or there. So like, Hmm. it's worse than Five Nights at Freddy's because at least people are talking in that movie. Um, But we'll get to that in a bit. $78 million. Check this shit out. 131 million globally. This is the biggest Blumhouse uh, worldwide opening. Wow. wow. Also released simultaneously on streaming. That's what I can't believe that this is maybe one of the most successful cases of that. It really is, dude. And this is the second year in a row that they've proved this because the last two, well, it might be three years in a row now, right? Because those last two Halloween movies. Oh, right. Yeah. Both went day and date. And now this, like, Universal is proving like you can do that. You can do day and date stuff. If you've got a thing that like wants to get people to theater like horror movies, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It can be done. Um, I will talk about my problems with that movie in a bit, but yet yeah, on a $20 million budget, Hachi Machi, that's more really horror, good. More. I mean, and the, the, unfortunately the message there, I think, and I mean, like, it's cool. A lot of people are talking about it as like a gateway horror movie. Like right. k- kids will watch this and then watch like, real become little spooky heads and that's great and i think that's, yeah. that's a really cool thing yeah. but i don't want more pg-13 horror on my slate i'll be completely nope. honest with you mm-hmm. that's no nope. it's not what i'm here for and that's that's kind of that might be a message to the studios like hey look then everyone can see it you know what i mean like that kind of a thing yeah we want and it rated honestly, x exactly well, x here's here's the thing like if you want to do pg-13 for the theater because yes more admissions yada fine give me the adult version on Peacock. You know what I mean? Give yes, me the yes. uncut. Give me the R-rated cut, whatever you want to call it. Because like, I feel like I'm talking about the movie already, but like there is one part in that movie that would have been an awesome fucking kill and you don't see it because it's in silhouette. Yeah. So like, yeah, I get it from a ticket buying standpoint, of course, but like R-rated stuff has also been super successful at the box office. So pick your battles. I guess... Maybe it has something to do with how the game is. Like, is the game also like more geared towards younger folks? I don't know. I did not know that it was a video game series until I think after I fucking, or no, I think in the credits, it might say like based on the game, but, and I was like, what? (laughs) Um, So yeah, I don't know. Um, Couple of rad uh, art market numbers here. First up, Priscilla opened uh, limited. What was this? It was on uh, four screens. 
There's a prequel to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That's before she gets her crown. Is that what I understand? Yep, that's right. Yeah. That is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's out from A24. Yep, 133K on four screens. Not too bad. Next Friday, it comes out a little more wide. goes to 1,000 screens. Uh, so look for that. And then also, haven't seen it yet, but our boy Giamatti, he's back. Oh, baby. In an Alexander Payne movie. The Holdovers opened very limited. Uh, mm-hmm. It was on, uh, what are we looking at there? Six screens, I think. Wow. Um, 200K on six screens. It'll open wide on November the 10th. I'm kind of um, excited, you know? Yeah. It's a little I, something different. I'm super excited. He's back, baby. It's like him being yeah. set in a sad comedy. Like, <sighs> I almost watched it this weekend, but it was 80 degrees outside. I'm like, I'm not going to watch a snowy thanksgiving movie on yeah. in 80 degree shit new york weather like i yeah. need i need i need to be wearing a coat to and fro okay that's what needs to happen <laughs> yeah that's a coat Absolutely. movie you, they you let you know in the coat. trailer in the trailer <laughs> it's like this is a coat movie okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so I, I am super excited for that but i gotta gotta be wearing a scarf to the theater mm-hmm. um so i think i'll, I'll wait till I'll, maybe i'll wait till it goes wide like a couple weeks into november See what's what, uh, but yeah, I'm very excited, and you know, sort of, sort of like middling uh, reviews a little bit. Um, so I guess okay. we'll see. But yeah. it's fucking Giamatti, man. Got to support the guy. Um, so that's the box office, folks. Now, last Thursday, uh, you guys recall maybe we did a uh, digital uh, show uh, that was very fun. Of course, we were talking Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. Uh, now, the cool thing about this, everybody, is that if you missed it, never fear, because the replay is up right now and you can get it all through uh, this week through Thursday. Thursday to Thursday yep. night into Thursday yep. night. I think once you cross over to Friday, Eastern Standard Time, it's going to be gone. Yes. It's going to be tied under Crystal Lake and you're not going to be able to <laughs> see it. But you know what? Right before Thursday is a great time anyway, because Halloween's Tuesday. This is great Halloween night viewing, Halloween yes. day viewing for you folks, if you want. Yep. Absolutely. I think, I think. Yeah, no, yes. your, your, your thought is correct. Steve. That's right. Now, if you're, if you're still on the fence, like, ah, oh, geez, I don't know, you know, if I want to check it out or not. Uh, we got a little clip package here. Uh, a little sort of an extended preview that we're going to play for you. These does, are some of the... Does it yeah, need, need any setup or what do, you, what do you think? Oh, yeah. So uh, wow. if you guys recall, last Thursday, we did a really fun <laughs> digital show yeah. on Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and this, you got to set this up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that's what I was doing. <laughs> uh, so what this is, it's a clip of... So we did like a two-hour show. Mm-hmm. And this yes, is like right. four minutes and some odd seconds of some highlights from that, but not all the goodies, folks, and not anything from the after party Q and A, which was Ooh. a wild session. Oh we my were God. telling some crazy stories, Ooh. going on some wild tangents there too. Ooh. Recommending horror movies too, and That's talking true. horror movies as well. Absolutely. Uh, so here it is. Uh, here's some stuff that you missed. Check out uh, this preview reel, and we'll be back in a few. Well, in this yeah. movie, he's the same age as Ralph, right? The actor playing uh, Jason. Yes, Ted White. He was 56 at the time of filming. And this guy, I think pretty great Jason, just passed away last year at the age of 96. Oh, my I mean, God. Guys, what we have to do after this after party, and I'm talking to people watching, not me sure. personally. I'm, I'm more of a Manson figure. I get you to do it. Gotcha. Dig up his body, right? Okay. And uh-huh. then you shove... 
a like a, a piece of an iron fence into his chest. Love I see where you're going. I, I love yep. where you're going with this. A thunderstorm. Mm. Yes, it has to be a yes. dark and stormy night. You're uh-huh. totally right. Yes. And I mean, don't have any expectations, but just see what happens. Also, <laughs> also call a lawyer. Not you know, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be a good lawyer, but a lawyer, just so well, that the, you call, call them when this when you are going to get arrested. This is absolutely yeah. going to get arrested. Yeah, that's your one <laughs> phone call from prison. Just yeah. have remember just that a number. lawyer, just one. I love the guy, the the ambulance guy, who's like. He gets just like, what's the emergency? And like, they're all dead. He's like, well, if they're all dead, it ain't no emergency. I'm like, no, I don't know. Ten dead bodies. It's an emer- I would call nah. that an emergency. I don't but know. What that's it like- was an emergency. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. That's lights only, dude. You don't need that. You don't need the siren. You want to put your little lights on? Okay. But I agree with this guy. What's the rush? They're not getting any deader, I suppose. This series never had it, and this movie almost specifically, like, especially when he escapes from the hospital, uh-huh. you need a Dr. Loomis or someone to be ringing the bell, like, close this town, Sheriff. Don't <laughs> yep. let any horny teens in. No one's allowed to rent but, any cabins or otherwise. What, but who would that character be? The bog master? Like, <laughs> yeah. The, who, the, who's in charge of Jason? Nobody. I like, remember the guy why... that runs the, the, the bagel deli where you, you on your way into town, like, there's like a, a little newsstand that you get a, you get a shitty bagel in a uh-huh. fucking newspaper. Maybe that guy would close the town. We right? met those people in the first movie. There's yeah, definitely a gross little lunch counter kind of thing there. Yep. But I think though, what's interesting is what we're talking about. I feel kind of is why Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, Jason Lives, is my favorite because you do have that yes. in the then adult. Tommy Jarvis running around like, listen to me, Sheriff Jason's real. He's alive. (laughs) Come on, Jason, you pussy. (laughs) But it is interesting that like the events of one, two, and three have occurred. Mm -hmm. And then all these kids are like, should we go? Yeah. Should we go? Tempt fate. Why not? Thank you. Thank you. This is what this is what spurs the virgin to sign her own fucking death warrant, Chris Cabin. Uh-huh. Because this guy, Teddy, finds a reel of silent era pornography Man. and puts it on. And it is that classic thing that I know I've been around it. Steve, you've been around it. Cabin, I sure. think you have too, Eric. Oh. I don't know. But you're at the party and someone puts on pornography and everybody's kind of like, ha, 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 except mm. the one person who's yeah. really into it. Yeah. That's precisely what's going on here. Yikes. The pH balance is way off once pornography is introduced to a party. You know? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, if you didn't know who had done, like, if it wasn't as it is, you're correct. It is always obvious. But if not, I would be moved to, like, start sorting through the crowd. Who did this? Yes. Who did this? Who, this who did this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't want to watch can we just put the record back on and not Fatty Arbuckle sex tape? Like, what do I need? Yeah, the Three Stooges running a train on a, on a flapper. Excellent. Oh, oh. They're all trying to get in at the same time, like through the doorway. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, I'm, I'm hiring the three of you to clean my pipes. Mo, Mo shoves uh, the, the two other together, their boners, their dicks, like bang. Get out of here, knucklehead. This ain't no DP scene. <laughs> You know, two cockheads just slammed again. You don't smack my head, you smack her bottle. <laughs> oh no, the Stooges. <laughs> what do you mean, Eiffel Tower? We're in France, we're here, we're in Brooklyn. <laughs> they were more brutal than Jason Voorhees. They were, yes. 
All right, Curly, go down on him. <laughs> Why are you eating coal? I thought you said we were running a train on her. <laughs> Good uh. night. <laughs> So there you go. Yes. And I think there's some idea to Three Stooges pornography that maybe oh, we should explore, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Did that clip need any setup, though? Did we need to? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it probably should have had some setup. And if, if we were to give it, I'd say, uh, is you remember last Thursday? Uh, okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, okay, this yeah. really fun digital show on Friday the 13th, <laughs> final check. Probably something like that to something, set it up. Something, yeah, something, yeah. Yeah. And okay. see, if you don't know what's going on here. That's a bit from the show that you didn't see in that clip. <laughs> it's true. Uh, because we spent some time yucking it up with Siskel and Ebert, making fun of those guys and their review of that movie. Um, mm. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so there you go. Moment.co slash We Hate Movies. Uh, you can go grab your replay tickets there uh, to the show and the after party Q&A. Again, like we said, fun stuff. Great for the spooky season. A great companion if you are planning on maybe watching Friday the 13th for Yes. You slap on the show afterwards, man. Yeah. Have some yucks with us. A lot of fun. lot of fun. Uh, all right. So get into some on-screen stuff here. Bummer that Chris has to miss this because I know he also dug it a lot. But Killers of the Flower Moon, of course. Here's the bad poster once again. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, I, I'm warming to that poster a little Are bit. Are you? A uh-huh. little bit. Yeah, uh-huh. a little bit. You know, it's... I kind of like the arty background to it, the little paint that's kind of going on. A little watercolor splatter kind of thing. Like sure. blood and oil and dirt or something. Yeah, yeah. Right, sure. right. Um, there was a, I, I couldn't find it online, but I think I saw someone share it on Blue Sky. There was a poster that I believe an, an Osage artist actually did. Okay. Uh, and it, it looked really cool. Uh, I wish I could have found that one. Instead of this fucking direct to streaming poster, uh, <laughs> such as it is. But um, anyway, so I saw this um, last Friday. Uh, I, dude, I was there at fucking 10 a.m. straight from having breakfast at the diner up the street. I was full of my cheese omelet. And I went in, black cup of coffee for Ooh, this movie. Cheese omelet. Uh, hell yeah, dude. Let's do hell food yeah. pairings for Flower Moon. <laughs> so far, we have cheese omelet. Um, but like, um, what did I 10 a.m. Oh, you're trying to actually remember. Okay. Do you know? No. 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 Well, wait, wait. No. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I might have it, but no. I don't remember what I ate that day. Uh, that that yeah, was Saturday. Cool. That wasn't long ago. Oh, we had a, uh, that, um, it's kind of a chain, but it's not really. It's right near the Regal Battery Park, El Vez, that sort of Mexican place there. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. yeah. So, so you ate there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now, now the pressure's on. I got to figure out what I ate. So you're getting, see, that's one of the things too, right? Eat before you go see what will be a four hour movie experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I no, I remember I had a Caesar salad Ooh. with grilled chicken. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, look at you. Chicken upgrade. Yeah. 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 But it was at a dirty bar, folks. So don't get uh, any, you know, it wasn't highfalutin. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I saw it on IMAX. I saw it at IMAX on Lincoln Square. Um, you know, Maybe that was why I did not get up to go to the bathroom the entire time. Like, I was inside the movie. You know what I mean? Like, just that Mm -hmm. huge fucking screen for something like this. And I had a cool realization. I was like, large format stuff, whether it's, you know, IMAX or like, you know, the big Dolby screen stuff, um, 
you know, each chain has a different name for that kind of thing. Regal, RPX or whatever. Um, it's also, it's not just for, you know, Cape Crusader shit. Like sure. watching this bone chilling right. human drama in the biggest screen in New York state, you know, it was great. It, I was I was totally pulled in. You I felt like it. you were stealing a car with Blackie Thompson. That's how immersed <laughs> you were. That's right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's cool. Then, I wish then, I had seen it at a uh, a bigger screen. I mean, I went to a smaller kind of indie theater upstate, and uh-huh. it was in, because of Taylor Swift, it was in the smaller theater, and it kind oh. of felt like a disservice. Like, I wanted to see this bigger. Right, um, right. I kind of want to go see it again, to be honest. It's we'll me too. You know, unlike The Irishman, I mean, like The Irishman uh, is a l- less of a harrowing story because it's more of a personal drama about some guy that's a fucking mobster. Like, who cares? Not who cares, but I mean, like, obviously, we're telling the American evil story yet again there. Right. But here, it is so, uh, the, the story itself is so harrowing, but it moves. Like, the way that it's paced is really, really gratifying in terms of just like keeping you watching, keeping you invested in the relationship that. Lily Gladstone has with you know DiCaprio's character and like the whole thing and just sort of like her journey versus what De Niro has going on with uh, I, I I really think it's a really great DiCaprio performance too like mm-hmm. him as this dirt stupid guy that has <laughs> and I mean like I think that yeah. the movie works because in his brain he actually loves his wife and that i mean like which is probably uh i would imagine some uh what do you call artistic license because who knows Mm -hmm. who who loves anybody but like playing it that way while having the ability to do what he does not just to his wife and her family but to her people and all that around her but being stupid enough to just sort of be able to turn that that switch off in your brain and be like well that's just my you know what i mean like I still love my wife. You know what I mean? I'm still a good guy. Right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I love my wife and I love my family, but my uncle told me to do this. Derp, exactly. derp, That's, you know really, what I mean? It really anchors it. Him, the the whole, like, I still love my wife, even though I'm being the worst shit heel possible. Yes. Yeah. It really anchors it. And, and I think you're right, Steve. I don't, I don't, I didn't feel the runtime really. No. It kind of moved along for me. It did. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely did. I think this is um, the most bone chilling that, Robert De Niro has ever been like Max Cady, this boy's life, yeah. whatever. Like he's utterly terrifying because it's all this just pure evil masked as like, he's my best friend. Yeah. You know, I want that insurance policy on his life, but he's my best friend and uh-huh. I love these people. <laughs> uh-huh. Everyone's, you know, all these Osage are his best fucking friend mm. and he loves them all and he's speaking the language. Like it is such a, calculated evil which is right. more terrifying than like an open um you know grabbing leo and hitting him around kind of evil it's like very, this yeah it's yeah. sinister because it's like you believe him you know you're like yeah i think he does kind of like them in this culture but he's still doing these things it's just like that double edge it's it's a it's it, interesting to watch a character have yes. those perspectives yeah, people can have two things in their brains at the same time. And I think yeah. that's what the movie asks of a lot of these actors is like, no, yeah, you're having fun at this party, but you will eventually uh, steal all their land and murder literally half of these people because it suits your interests. And I think that like if I, if I was Todd Phillips, I, he must have had a usual suspects ending when, uh, when uh, Kevin Spacey starts walking normally because he'd be like, 
oh wait, he could still act. I thought that he was just done in my movie. Like in in, in the Joker, he is so shitty in that movie. I like. Oh, dude, I did, didn't know where you were going with this yeah, because did, I De Niro got the De Niro's yes. in that movie. Yeah. De Niro is just so like on checked out. You're like, well, that's just De Niro these days. And then he turns in this performance. You got to be like, fuck, yep. I want my money back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know, that guy yeah. owes me some money. If he, if he could do this in a Scorsese movie, I, I just think he's fantastic. I, I think, yeah, uh, he is great in this. He's coming out swinging. Fan. I think that the collaboration matters. You know, oh, like yeah, versus the guy that did the G.G. Allen documentary. Or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like or old school. He needs yeah. someone he, like Scorsese and him. There's something to talk about there. I couldn't imagine what Todd Phillips could even say to get a performance out of Robert De Niro. Yes. No, yeah, how, like how did the guy who did three hangover, hangover movies direct Robert De Niro in that? Yeah. It turns out I mean? he didn't. Yes, and the <laughs> answer is no. Like De Niro yeah, on the memorized screen. his lines, yeah. and then it was like, "All right, I'm kind of playing like a blowhard talk show host." Yeah, got it. Like you just like it is night and day. These two movies, or these two performances. I mean, the movies are too. Um, Lily Gladstone. Just fucking yeah. shoot to the top of the fantastic. Uh, should get all the awards list, man. She was amazing. I'm so so glad she did not give up acting before she was yes. able to to uh, be in this movie. And now, like you know, she deserves all the accolades. She deserves all the roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just amazing. Just watching this stunning, heartbreaking performance. Like every shot, just like shattered my heart yeah well so, you're woman. suggesting we might see her on hollywood's biggest night <laughs> i think there's a yes. decent chance hollywood's biggest night will come calling for lily gladstone and i, think I hope that, like, so the the scene i think it's when her sister uh spoiler alert, when, when, when her sister is murdered uh when she finds that out she's in the basement and that wail she lets out is just like yep. it cuts through the theater man it is yep. just sort of like it's one of those things where it's like you feel like should we leave? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it? <laughs> yes. Let's let her. We'll let her deal with. Oh no, it's a movie. That's right. But, <laughs> but you're. I mean, that Steve. I think that's kind of a great observation, right? Because like you're so in it, mm-hmm. and this is all so personal, and you sort of feel like I should. You know, I'm getting like personal family information that I shouldn't be experiencing right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you're at you're at like a friend's house, and like someone gets horrible news, and you're like. I probably shouldn't be here yeah. for this. You know what I mean? And that it felt like we were really getting a peek behind, you know, into this family's life. And I just felt like this is horrible and heartbreaking and terrifying. And I probably should go wait in the lobby. You know which, what I mean? And I, I think that like the ending, which somebody, you know, had, had an issue with in the chat, which we were looking at before, but like uh, the very ending there, which I'm not going to actually spoil what it is, but I think sure. that, what works about it for me, what I love is it is Scorsese really like openly open hands being like, this is yet another uh, retelling of this story. You know what I mean? By mm. a white, by a mostly white, by a mostly white creative team. Just that's be a clear. great point. That's it's a just great like, point. And, that, and he yeah. literally comes out and is just like, that's what, that's what you just watched. You know what I mean? And like this, mm-hmm. and you know, like it's been a long history of this. Uh, there's probably going to be more, hopefully, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But like, it just, it, it is a really interesting way to sort of tie that in and have not a mea culpa because I think that, you know, he, he deserves to make that story because he, you know, he, he worked on it so hard and he smartly said it in a white 
from a white perspective. So that sort of allows him to sort of operate in that world. But at the same time, like, I think it is just sort of like a little bit of a, like, this is, this is where we are. You know what I mean? This is what, this is what this is kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And I think it also sort of also winds up speaking to like our, you know, endless grim fascination with true crime. Yes, exactly. Look look for how long people have been eating up stories like this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It makes you start to think like, why? And it made me think like literally like, why am I sitting in this theater, you know, watching it? You know what I mean? It just, it makes you start questioning all of this stuff. Um, And yeah, I think it is him being like, hey, I've heard, I've heard the concerns. I totally yeah. understand it, but here, you know, here's me and the perspective because, and yes. also some fucking totally great cameos in that last yes. uh, bit too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the roles, I got to tell you, there is nothing more satisfying than a eleventh uh, hour John Lithgow sighting in a movie. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, I did not see that coming. Yeah, it was great. I did not. I did not see that coming at all. I, I thought it was really great. Fraser, totally great. This is like pre, you know, the whale, uh, you know, him losing all that weight. He's still, he's still big guy phrase here, uh, but he brings it, man. I think I was reading some people were having problems with his performance. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I was fine with it. I, and it's not like he's in it a ton, but uh, no. he is a ton in it. <laughs> oh, um, come on. But he's great. No, it's just like, I just like his big booming, like, hey, it's, oh it yeah, really worked. It really worked for me. That and no sudden move, uh, the Soderbergh movie. He's he's that like yep. It's his like weird Orson Welles period, which I could. I know it's not healthy for him, but I could I could take a little more of that, my friend. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean the whole stuff with Lithgow, man. Yeah. It was kind of weird because like the next most recent thing I'd seen Lithgow do was when he was on that first season of Perry Mason, also playing a lawyer. Yeah. So this is like his weird, like lawyer period, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But he's so great. He's so fucking great in the movie. Um, all the people that just sort of populate this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Look, look on IMDb, look through that uh, fucking cast list. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing. It's a treasure trove of amazing performances. I don't think, I could single out like a week one in the bunch, like no, no matter the size of the role. Yeah. yeah. Even like the small characters like Blackie Thompson, who I mentioned earlier, like I believe that guy is a little evil shit or whatever. Yes. Just yeah. from that right. performance. Right. No, yeah. And all the uh, Sturgill Simpson was really good in this. Yeah. Like, just oh little, yeah, dude. Little, little stuff like that. And I mean, like it just, it's sort of like, it's one of Scorsese's least am, uh, ambiguous movies because the, you don't, like Goodfellas, you you're watching it. You're you're kind of yucking it up with the mobsters while you're watching mm-hmm. this sort of moral rot un, unfurl. This is just you feel gross the entire time. Like there's no like yeah. there's no like yeah. these are the party days. Like the closest, yeah. you, <laughs> the closest you get to that is uh, the Native Americans in the beginning actually experiencing the joy of finding all this money, which is sort of like yeah. that's like the closest you get to like we're all going to live together and fuck tonight kind of a thing. Right. Which is yeah, a, a exactly. Scorsese staple. Yeah. Um, I would love to have had though, the Irishman titles uh, for all of the fates of these people come oh, up yeah. in this movie. Like <sighs> this fucking racist piece of shit car bomber. This is when he died in jail. Like, or what? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> give me all that stuff. Throat cancer, 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 throat cancer. Horrendous automobile accident <laughs> while battling throat cancer. They did a little bit of that wrap up in the ending thing. Yes, but yes, yeah, I, a little I bit. Agree. But I just, there is something about like the way it pops, but that's why it's not, yeah. right? Because the way it pops up in The Irishman is kind of funny. That yeah. guy, um, 
the guy in this who's also in the Irishman who gets shot in the face in the Irishman really kind of comically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy, like, I don't know that I've seen him in anything else. Um, the skinny and now dude? Yeah, the, sk- yeah. the skinny guy who is the, the car bomber guy. I yes, think. he is. I forget. Uh, he's somebody's brother. I forget. Like, there's, oh. he, He's a little bit of a Hollywood royalty. I'll look it up. Got it. Um, so real quick, because uh, our guest is here ready to roll, I will just say Five Nights at Freddy's, man. Like, yeah, if it's for children, fine. But it was not for me. Um, and I got to say, Emma Tammy, the director, directed a really great horror movie several years ago called The Wind, which is like this frontier times. This woman is alone in her house and her husband's like, I got to go off to the other side of the valley to go pick something up or whatever. BBL. And then it's like, oh, is someone here like fucking with me on the prairie while I'm all alone in the middle of nowhere? Amazing vibes, uh, none of which found in uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, I have to say. It did not work for me. Josh Hutcherson, bless his soul. Just, you uh, don't got the juice, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's just like, I w- all these like, yeah, these animatronic robot coming to life movies. Like the thing, I guess for me, why they don't work is like, these things aren't talking. You yeah. know what I mean? They're just not. There was that um, the Joe Bagos horror movie that came out last Christmas, where it's like a robotic Santa comes to life and kills people. The guy ain't talking. It's not fucking scary. It's just even, a lumbering puppet costume. Even thing, when the Simpsons know? did it, the itchy and scratchy robots, they were talking. <laughs> Shopping mall, the, the 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 top of this whole uh, pyramid, uh, the very very top. Yes. Have, have a nice day. You know what I mean? Like that's something. Yep, it's something. Just, anything yeah and also you better believe we're dealing with childhood trauma in this fucking five nights at freddy's don't worry <sighs> about it in this video game adaptation uh-huh. of the silly little games and animatronic robots don't worry childhood trauma mm. is addressed thoroughly press x to reflect on childhood trauma <laughs> <clears throat> mash the keypad now to get these bad dreams out of your head <laughs> Uh, whatever. Uh, stream it on Peacock if you must. That's seventy-eight million fucking dollars, man. I just crazy. I, I cannot even believe it. Our next guest is an author who's written books like "Party Like a President," "True Tales of Inebriation, Lechery, and Mischief from the Oval Office," and "And Now: An Oral History of Late Night with David Letterman." Ooh. His latest book, "You Talking to Me: Definitive The Definitive Guide to Iconic Movie Quotes," is out now. Please welcome to On Screen Live, Mr. Brian Abrams. Killers on the Flower Moon was like too long. <laughs> oh, didn't Uh-oh. you? You so mad there was an intermission. You had to pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why was it so long? This will endear you to the audience. That's good. <laughs> this is right. my. This is my real voice too. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. He's doing some character work here. I think. There it I've is. been. I've been. I've been listening to you guys way too much lately. So it's just sort of in, it infects you, and I'm oh, sure no. your listeners like go around doing their worst. Um, and Emmett Walsh or whatever. <laughs> um, so the new book, man, here's here's the cover. Mm-hmm. Loving this. Let's see. Eric's got the Hal, copy Hal can you get a copy yeah. of this for the folks at home? Let's get a close look on that. <laughs> Thank nice. you, Hal. So Brian, does this book need any setup? Is what my question. <laughs> does it need setup? <laughs> Not really. No. I mean, it's it's good. Just go get it. It's uh, good. Just go get it. Yeah. Well, to pay you a compliment, I mean, I there's you know, some of these you'd think like, oh, it's just when Harry met Sally and it's like a toilet book or something. But you go into really good context here and you cover a lot of older movies, which I almost yes. wasn't expecting. 
Yeah. Well, uh, well, thank you, by the way. Uh, so I think it is a toilet book, but it's like a smart toilet book. It's for like sure. the yeah. intelligent shitter in you, you know? Right. Um, oh, oh, dude, that's got to be on the next book for the well, intelligent shitter in you. Now that sure. I have your blessing, this is living in the bathroom. <laughs> but this is a, this is, I just, you know, you do, you do really cover uh, the context really well of what makes that quote, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what you said earlier was like, I know what you mean, that you didn't want people to think like this book. So it's called like you talking to me, the definitive guide to iconic movie quotes. That sounds like, oh, it's just like a BuzzFeed listicle on paper. It's just like a right, quote right. with like two sentences or something. Uh, but no, I, I wanted to like analyze and, and dig into like how, you know, dozens and dozens of these iconic lines have kind of spread and like where they came from. And yep. if there's interesting kind of Hollywood analysis to get into. And I also know what you mean that like, like I don't want to read a book that's just kind of a rehash of the top 100 AFI quotes because it's not, right. that's not really like the quotes that are underneath every household, you know, like there's a monologue from um, the Mac where uh, Roger Mosley, like he gives this speech to his brother and it's this like obscure black exploitation movie from 73, but it's been sampled on like a hundred hip hop tracks and I guarantee everyone knows it. If you just like YouTube, the Mac monologue, it's there and you're like, Oh yeah, that's from Dr. Dre. Um, and so like that deserves attention as opposed to Definitely. whatever AFI members are, are, are looking at. Right. Was there, um, was there movies that you got to that you were like, like the screenplay is so banging. There's so many lines, like how am I going to whittle down? You know, I mean like Chinatown's yeah. one, you, you know, shit there's a ton there or like jaws or you know so how was yeah. that process of like which which line makes it and which doesn't yeah that was tough like because you you want to have a balance you just don't want it to be like fucking 40 pages of bogart quotes or something yeah. and so because <laughs> yeah. casablanca has like 30 lines right but so you just kind of do your best to to like if so the casablanca entry is about here's looking at you kid Mm -hmm. And I do try to fold in other mentions where I can, if it organically fits in the story I'm telling for that particular entry. Mm -hmm. um, and then I made a whole section for like the Godfather and star Wars. And there were some other franchises that just kind of begged for that, you know, right. cause it's just, right. and it's just a good way to kind of talk about it in a spanning way. Um, and, uh, and then there were some that like, I just found myself spending tons and tons and tons of time on because I thought, they were iconic and it would took me a year to be like, no, Brian, actually you're just in love with the Pope of Greenwich village. Like that yeah, doesn't belong yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. book, you know, <laughs> that's going to be a tough one. I, I, I really enjoyed the feature boxes that you kind of have uh, throughout this one yeah. that I'm looking at uh, the welcome to the party pals, which is this uh, kind of just going through diehard ripoffs uh, yeah. with, and you have quotes, but it's also like you got passenger 57 cliffhanger under siege speed, no yeah. contest, which is a movie that we've been, circling around almost doing forever the shannon tweed uh beauty pageant diehard ripoff movie Whoa, have, you, have you watched it yet oh i haven't I, no. I it's, it's like on my list of like i need to watch this movie is it is it I great just, it's terrible i'm sure okay. it's on like youtube but like this was a very sad moment for the dice man this is like mm -hmm. it came out like 94 yes. and in the credits he's listed as andrew clay oh so, yeah right 
So he's like mm-hmm. clearly he's licking his wounds from like realizing that his bit wasn't working and he was trying to like tone it down and just be an actor in like mm-hmm. the saddest diehard ripoff of all time. Yes, actually, I have seen this. I totally forgot. Now that I see the Robert da- Robert Davies in it, it's, it's coming back to me. This <laughs> oh, is- that's what that's what kicked it loose. Oh, Davies. Yeah. Oh yeah, Davies all over this book. By the way, Davies heads. Oh yeah, just um, Davi quotes, Davi quotes. I did. <laughs> hey, I had drinks with him a few years ago. Really? Tell us. I all. did a. I did an oral history of Die Hard in like 2016, and mm. uh, most people were just down for phoners, which was great for me because you can mm. just get the recorder. We can talk for a half hour. We're done. It's great. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. But he's like, "Yeah, I'm at the Bryant Park uh, Hotel. Come meet me here." And I'm like, "Fuck!" Oh wow! <laughs> and so he's how, terrifying. How, did he talk your ear off about Barack Hussein Obama or anything? <laughs> This so this was twenty it was twenty fifteen when we spoke and he's just like I like Trump let me tell you why I like Trump nice uh, of course oh, wow you were one of the very first to get his fucking unhinged you know video monologues that he films in his car I was just trying to be nice and like as accommodating as possible about it because sure, I'm like sure. I just want to I just want to get diehard information from him so I don't want to be like right. well Trump's actually a piece of shit you know right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and so he's telling me a story about it. he's like look my grandmother and. In Long Island, she doesn't understand. Look, you're saying you want to change from a man to a woman. I don't know. She give oh, her yeah. a second to understand. Ooh, yeah, you know? and it's just like, <laughs> so you were the FBI agent at Die Hard. Remember? <laughs> you're like, hi, 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 Die Hard, the movie we're talking and about. And now he wants to defund the FBI. It's called yeah, yeah. uh, So anyway, come see my Sinatra yeah. show when you're done. You know? <laughs> yeah, oh, yikes! Yeah, I bet that's awesome. No, I bet it's awesome. Um, another section of the book that I think is it's primo for, you know, right now, of course, we're in the spooky season, the whole uh, creatures of the night section. And dude, I appreciate we've got some universal horror in here. We've got Dracula. We've got Frankenstein, like love the acknowledgement that black and white horror is, is quotable and good, man. Totally. Thanks. Yeah. It's dreamy stuff. That's how I think of it. Right. It is. And it's hard because it's like. It took me forever to appreciate it as a kid. I'd always like fall asleep, you know, because it's black and white and like I need something like splattering in front of me. But I don't know. I think if you see them on the big screen, if you get the chance, that really that really does it. And then um, for sure. And then also freaks. I just love freaks. Freaks, Yeah. Which is now getting kind of a nice little reevaluation. There's like a new uh, Todd Browning, like criterion set that's out. That's a that's a part of it, too. Um, Yeah. And speaking of like quotes, you know, where stuff's come through with movies, the Ramones, man. Freaks, Ramones, yes, like totally. he's in a pod. Uh, that's really great. I got to say, though, with the horror stuff, what, no Chud? I mean, oh come on, God. all, the, what, all wait, the memorable lines of Chud. What I, got line the key, we- I got the keys, Bosch. Yeah, hey, Bosch. <laughs> yeah, hey, what are you talking about, Bosch? Yeah. Where's Bosch? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Bosch? <laughs> What's a Chud? That's good, yeah. <laughs> you know, classic I mean, fucking lines. If I, like, if, but we, we veer down that way, and, like, there, you know, if, I don't know if there's like an objective story. I mean, you could make up, you could figure out enough information if you really passionately wanted to talk about something, but you do run into a corner if you're like, ah, I really don't got the juice on this one. It can't include it, right? right so if there right. isn't like a, if there isn't like a real story, you could dig into a chud. But if, if I could play by those rules and start including just shit that I love, then it would be like dirty work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's a great one. Well, 
So he's dead, you know. Just yeah. One of my lines. Yeah, we love uh, that one. That movie, that's like you'd have to put the whole script in here. Right. Time totally. to pay the fiddler whore. That's <laughs> great. You baby gorilla. Uh, I think that there's really uh, what, I, what, and I, what I do love about your book is that it, it, it's actual movie quotes. It's not. I mean, like, there's actually nothing worse than someone misquoting a movie. Like, it just Ooh, it yep. hits you right here. You know what I mean? And you, you <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah, it just sort of. I I, I love that idea. I, but I love now you can pull this out and be like, "Excuse me, actually, exactly." Right. Your physical yeah. document. Yeah, so, and I, I wanted to dig in enough too to where it's like I don't yeah. know how to explain this without like insulting all of us. Like I didn't I didn't want it to read like it was written by a reference bro. Like yeah. even mm-hmm. though even though like we all have to admit that we are that. Like we just walk around and we do sure. that anyway. Like I just want it to be something you could read that's not like, hey, nineteen quotes to. To fucking exactly, yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah, totally. So, I mean, I I was looking over like the rest of your uh, work on the uh, Amazon store profile for you. Pretty like diverse, uh, you know, pieces of writing. So, what brought you to movie quotes? As you were like, you know what, for the next one, movie quotes. Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, I can answer that. I mean, I, I I was doing pop culture reporting for probably like the first 10 years of my quote career or whatever mm-hmm. and in media. And then like, you know, I mean, basically Trump happened and Bernie happened and like just a lot of like normie people who may have just been like Hollywood geeks, like you or me or whatever, you'd get sucked into the political space so easily. And so a lot of more generalist writers would just find themselves all of a sudden like, oh, okay, I'm covering politics now and you have to yep. play a hardcore catch up. Yeah. Um, and so that, I mean, the Trump era kind of delivered me into that for a while. And so I, yeah, that's why I did this book on like, um, the entire Obama presidency basically. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, COVID happened and I was lucky enough to start just kind of jamming in a conversation with an editor I knew. And we knew that everyone was like sucking down three, four movies a day anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, might as yeah. well get paid for it. Totally. <laughs> uh, exactly. Dude, what we're trying. What, right do you, what do you think we're doing right now? <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> so that old, we're doing this anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots Steve, of security in that too, right? Like we, none of us have to worry about where we're at oh. in 10 or 15 years or anything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we'll be in a pauper's grave. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, so anything that you, uh, now that the book's out, anything that you regret not making it in or if you ever considered like, Maybe a volume two, what is something that I'd put in that I got fucked over and got cut out of this one? Right. No. Well, every day I'm like, fuck, I should have done that or whatever. <laughs> but like, it just doesn't matter. At some point you like to stay, I did what I did. It's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but no, if like, if this thing like does sell enough to where like the, the publisher does look at me again and they're like, oh, we, you weren't that much of a pain in the ass and this sold well, let's have another conversation. I would want to do TV. Like that feels um, like the companion piece to do. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, and I'd make it a little thinner too. I think this one's like, but like you know, film. I feel like film discussion like deserves a little more like oomph. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So that's that. Now, do you think yeah. movies are becoming less quotable? I mean, you do have modern stuff here, but it it you know, and I don't blame you at all. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you have, you you have like uh, 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 Get Out and 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 movies yeah. of that ilk, but not tons in recent releases. And I guess that's might be also because you have to quote, you have to, it has to digest for a while. You have to quote. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say that too, that like I, so my editor and I, when we'd have drinks after this thing was over, like we did talk about that. We kind of like regretted that it didn't, 
it skewed so old. And we were like, ah, we could have like squeezed in some shit that was just like, there is like from the year 2000 on, I mean, there's probably like stories of like, I don't know, 20 lines in there from there, yep. but like that's, it's smaller. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, I do think because the last 20 years, like movies haven't been at the center of culture. It, it is tougher to make that argument yep. that like, like, you know, I probably could have put in like, well, that escalated quickly or something yeah, like that. Cause sure, there's like yeah, a yeah. genuine argument made. That's like this crazy meme. Uh, but I don't know. Fuck it. You know, yeah. like, we're, all, <laughs> we're all watching the shit we want to watch. People need true. to know these lines. Anyway. I think it's, it's, it's a strength, I think, because there's, there's so much more earlier stuff that people just know from cultural osmosis. Yeah. If you were filling it with more modern stuff, it would be a little lost. Like we were just talking about killers of the flower moon. I really enjoyed the movie. Can I quote it? No, no. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, that's also, I think part of it too, right? You need like rewatch time. These, you know, the scripts need to like marinate in a person's brain over the years and like what comes out of it. I mean, cause like for every quotable line and even like Casablanca, there's fucking 40 that you don't remember, you know? Um, So I think it's just, that's part of it too, is you just got, like you said, Eric, like you need it to be like pulled out of the movie through cultural osmosis and just like thrown around. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And the other thing, and this is going to make me sound like, uh, like some crotchety, like Bill Maher fuck or something, but like you, people are like, no quotes from like TikToks now. Like, you know, yeah. like, I, I, like we don't really like not, not everyone gets to like go to the video store every Friday and suck yeah. down three movies that are terrible. And yet you watch them front yeah. to back repeatedly anyway. Oh, that was uh, a better yeah. time than what we have now. I agree. I'm a crouchy old fuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, the book is you talking to me, the definitive guide to iconic movie quotes. It's out now, wherever you get books. I mean, which for me is Amazon and bookshop.org. And I noticed they're both there anywhere else. Is there a place you'd prefer people pick it up or just get the book wherever you can get it? Whatever's easy for people. I don't care. Yes. There you go. I like that. Uh, Well, thanks for coming. Um, Actually, actually, there's a vegan vegan feminist uh, (laughs) shop in East Village that I prefer. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But thanks for popping on, man. This was great. Best of luck with the book and uh, come back with the next one. All right. Thank you. See you guys. Cheers. Take it easy. All right. Uh, so we got to wrap up, folks, just real quick. Uh, we wanted to give some Halloween uh, recommendations to y'all. Super quick. We each picked one. Now, Chris had a, a last second uh, internet failure, so that's why he uh, could not get here. So I'll just say really quickly, Chris's pick uh, was <laughs> Cure, the Kiyoshi Kurosawa film from 1997. Uh, really, really wild-ass movie. Uh, really good I would recommend uh, you guys check that out. And as did Chris, uh, Eric Siska, quick Halloween recommendation. Yes. Uh, I'm going to highlight. Uh, I just rewatched it and it really held up for me. Reanimator. Ooh. Uh, yes. The Stuart Gordon, yeah. the great Stuart Gordon film. It is just, if you like gloop and glop, <laughs> it's for you. It's, it's very cool. Mad scientist kind of riff and uh, based on the, based on the HP Lovecraft uh, story uh-huh. and Jeffrey Combs is just, I love oh, yeah. watching him. I think he's fucking great. After, after we watched reanimator, I put on the frighteners cause I wanted more Jeffrey Combs, you know? Ooh, ooh yeah. I forgot he's in that. Uh, I I'm recommending Ty West, the house of the devil uh, from 2009. I remember, uh, you know, when I first saw it um, being totally knocked on my ass, uh, Jocelyn Donahue, I think, is absolutely great in it. Tom Noonan's fucking terrifying in it. Uh, and a very not yet famous Greta Gerwig 
really getting hers in that movie. Mind blowing <laughs> uh, scene, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yes, Eric, you are correct. It's a mind blowing scene. <laughs> Uh, and I think mine will be sort of the companion piece, the goofy one you watch after any of the ones uh, previously <laughs> mentioned, Ghost House, um, oh, yeah. also known as La Casa 3. Uh, in Italy, uh, Evil Dead mm-hmm. came out and they called it La Casa and it was so popular. Evil Dead 2 came out, they called it La Casa 2. And yep. then they were like, you know what? We're just going to start and we're going to make our own film franchise and this has nothing to do with Evil Dead. Uh, Ghost House La Casa 3 is, uh, it's basically, it's an Italian movie about a haunted house. There's a, it's kind of closer to Poltergeist than anything else because there is yeah. a, ha- a haunted clown that's making weird noises. <laughs> it sure is. It's a lot of fun. It's, you know, your classic overdub uh, horror movie. Great kills. You will not be disappointed if you put on Ghost House uh, for a, a fun kind of dis- destructo horror movie. Yeah, yeah, no. These are it's top to bottom hardcore recommends for all these movie folks. And Umberto Lenzi is the director of that movie, Steve. And yes. if you know anything about that guy, you know you're in for a wild ass ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Umberto Lenzi movie. Um, so yeah, there we go, folks. We hope you uh, have a great Halloween tomorrow. Now, of course, if you're still gearing up, getting all jazzed for tomorrow's big holiday, you want to keep up with the spectacular folks available. Uh, right now is last week's episode on The Purge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of fun taking that down. Uh, and tomorrow, on Halloween, after Devil's Night. My new favorite Halloween, holiday. <laughs> we're talking The Devil's Reign with William Shatner and Ernest yes. Borgnine. And, and if you guys want to watch along, watch the movie. Pay attention to the movie. It might be better than you think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, our good buddy Ben Worcester drops by for that. Uh, as well, which was a lot of fun having him back uh, in the studio to do the episode. Now with that, uh, Devil's Reign and The Purge, by the way, you can get those on the Patreon ad-free at the $8 level or up, so you're not bothered uh, by any commercials there or anything like that. It is designed to be listened to. I'll say that. No interruption. It's mixed in a certain way on the Patreon. That's that's the definitive version. And I know we could have put an intermission into the episodes, but you know, (laughs) Just watching it, listen to it straight through. That's what we intend you guys to do. But you should also uh, download the main feed apps too. Also do that. Well, yeah. Also. Uh, and also, uh, speaking of the Patreon, by the way, so next month, November, it is indeed We Love Movies Month, which means we are flip-flopping everything. Uh, all uh, main feed WHM Prime episode <laughs> slots are going to be replaced with WLM episodes, which means that the $5 and up level We Love Movies episode is going to be replaced by a $5 and up level We Hate Movies episode where we're talking all about the Hunger Games. There she is. There. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. J-Law and Elizabeth Banks and Woody Harrelson's wig. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> and the star of fucking Five Nights at Freddy's himself, Josh Hutcherson, oh. as Peter Malarkey. Uh, <laughs> so uh, all that and more over at patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. Look for that Hunger Games episode uh, dropping on Thursday. Uh, so that's going to do it, folks. We really hope you have a nice and safe Halloween. Nobody eats a fucking fentanyl-laced apple or whatever those people want you to be terrified about. <laughs> exactly. Whatever fake thing they're talking about now. Exactly. And, uh, of course, big thanks to Brian for uh, coming and hanging out. Pick up his new book uh, out now. Uh, that's it, folks. Have a happy Halloween. We'll see you next week. I've been Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Woo-ah!
I See, would, he's back now. Look what I happened. Forget, you, it took, you Steve, it took me. What would happen was I would pause <laughs> waiting for you and you're not yeah, there. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. You say first. Well, we'll go to Steve and Sadak. <laughs> Eric Siskin. Have a great week, folks. Bye-bye. <laughs>